All right, so after our discussion about Avram's tent and the uh, various things that Avram would tell each person that visited his tent um, about creation, about divine providence, about free will, um, we then began Eis Gimel, where the Rebbe begins Eis Gimel with a question. The question is, how is it possible that there's a creation of limited worlds, Briya from Matzilus. Ten series of Matzilus are godly. And how is it possible that from these godly beings there's an emergence of these finite separated beings? So uh, we, we explain that the ten spheres correspond to ten utterances of Hashem. Each utterance corresponds to one of the ten spheres. The uh, sphere of Chachma, for example, anyone remember what that corresponds to? Let there be light, because when there's light, then there's clarity. A fool walks in darkness. And I don't remember what the the um, bina bina corresponds to. The, let there be a sky. Very good, because I don't remember why this. Is it a sky or a separation. When you say sky, like the way they translate it in, in the English Chumash, used the fir- firmament. Sky. That's like we look up and see the sky. Is that what? It well, for our purposes. The word is frozen water. That's how that's how Kabbalah calls the uh, the sky. So why is Bina compared to frozen water? And remember, frigid idea. What flows naturally from Kafan, which is just that one single point, now becomes solidified. Oh, because now it's become solidified. It's become defined. In the Bina, things are clear. Okay, so that explains what the, why the ten spheres correspond to the ten utterances. But the ten utterances and the ten spheres are godly. And the question is, how is it possible that crea- creations of Briya which are limited and finite and separate from godliness, other than godliness, how do they how do they emerge from those ten spheres? So we began discussing in a possible similarity between the spheres of Atsilus and the spheres of and the worlds of Briya The possible similarity is that the world of Atsilus is also called Yeshmayain. It's also called something that emerges from nothing. But we quickly discovered that, that those, although the same words are being used, they don't mean the same thing. When we talk about Yeshmi'ayin, in regards to Briyatsiyasiya, we mean something other than Godliness has, has emerged. When we talk about the creation of, of Chachma and Bina, etc., the world of Atsilis emerging from the Insaf, we're not talking about something other than Godliness. We're talking about something which is a, a tiny ray of godliness. It's called a different kind of entity. It's called a yesh, not because it's actually a separate entity. It's not godly. It is Hashem's chachma. It is Hashem's bina. It's Hashem's chesed. So much so that we call Hashem a wise man. We call Hashem a kind, a kind being, a kind God. Why do we call him kind? Because the spheres are one with him. So the, so, so the world of Atsilus, chachma, bina, is not other than godliness. When we say the word yesh, a thing, we just mean that it's a tiny ray of godliness. It's in comparison to the Eren Sof, compared to the infinite light of Hashem, this is just a tiny ray of godliness. That's, so, so that distinction um, helps us understand the question better. Yes, it's true the world of Atsilus is called the yesh, but yesh means something different to the world of Atsilus than it does in the world of Bria. Yesh in the world of Atsilus means 
that it's only a ray of galliance. And that's not, it's, not, it's not the essence itself, not the erin sof itself. It's only a ray of erin sof. Yesh and Bria means that there's a separate entity. So the question is, how is it possible that from the, the, the yesh or the, the ray of galliness, the world of Atsilus, how from there is, does there emerge these worlds of Bria Tziasi? That was that, that, That's where we got up to basically yesterday. Um, that was going to an end of a, a gimel, page 16, about six lines from the top, Vizahu. That was going to uh, discuss this in more detail. Huh? Ayin. There's just one more point that I didn't mention, which is the Sur of Chachma is also considered part of the Ayin. It's not considered a Yesh, because Chachma is incomparably greater than the Sur of the afterwards. So Chachma is part of, so to speak, the, the Ern Saf, and not so much part of the world of Atsilas. Let's, let's see. Let's see. Everyone paid attention to you in Atlanta. All of a sudden, you think because you asked a question, this is the reason why the ten spheres are called yesh me'ayin, a thing from a non-thing. The adjectives, the words that we're using, these words yesh me'ayin, are coming to convey the following point. Don't think that the ten spheres of Atsilus emerge from the infinite light of Hashem in a similar way that the various levels within the spiritual Ishtalshlus emerge from each other. Don't think that Bina and Chachma and Das are flowing in the same way that Urin Saf flows into Chachma. The difference is like this. Chachma and Bina and Das, etc., they are all in a state of cause and effect. They're, 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 They're one thing Evolving into a second thing. They're all things. They're all, they all have a relationship to each other. There's a chain. That's what Ishtal Shalos means. There's a chain from one level to the other. So, the essence of the cause creates the effect. For example, an example of cause and effect, how cause becomes effect, are our intellect and our feelings. They are they function in a way of cause and effect. From the intellect itself, there is the creation of the feelings. You think about something in a certain way, you think about the positive qualities of something, and therefore you love that. So your intellect evolves into your feelings. The intellect itself becomes the feeling. So the way it works by us is the way it works in heaven as well. Our intellect and feelings evolve from these sephiris of Atsilus. So just like by our intellect and feelings, there is an involvement from one thing to a second thing. So that's how it works in Atsilus. The Chachma, Bina, and Das of Atsilus, it evolves into the Midas of Atsilus. It's one thing turning into another thing. There's no Yesh Mayayin. There's no quantum leap from one thing to another. That's all when you're talking about from Chachma to beneath Chachma. That's all when you're talking about one thing turning into another thing. Yesh me yesh, a thing 
evolving from another thing. Both intellect and feelings are things. Although you cannot compare the, the existence of feelings, the existence of the intellect, they're very different kind of things. They're, it's true they're very different kind of things, but they're, but they're both things. We're using the word thing a lot. Let, 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 let's define a little bit what we're saying. What's the difference between intellect and feelings? Why are they considered different, first of all? The reason why they're considered different is because midis are subjective. I, how I feel about something. Intellect is about truth. What is this thing? So there's a marked difference between looking at something objectively or subjectively. One's about me, one's about it. One's about truth, one's about my feeling of the truth. So you need intellect for feelings to function. Right. The way you understand something is the way you feel about it. But it's not the thing itself anymore. Now it's about how you feel about it. It's no longer objective. It's no longer truth. It's about your filtered version of the truth, how you feel. So that's certainly different, and that's why they're, they're, it's not... Um, intellect aren't feelings, they're different worlds in a way, but they're both, they're both entities of... of they're both, both tools so, through which the soul functions, and they're also, so to speak, both tools so, through which Hashem connects the world. The Seichel and the Midas are both uh, limited entities through which Hashem connects the creation. They're both how uh, Hashem contracts Himself in creation. Different kinds of ways of contracting himself, very different, uh, but uh, they're still both not, they're not um, uh, the infinite light of Hashem. They're not the essence. They're both contracted and limited tools through which Hashem connects to creation. Um, Although you can compare the existence of feelings to the existence of the Seichel, it's incomparably greater. The seichel is incomparably greater than the feelings. However, seichel is also a thing. Seichel is also a tool. So the, the way that intellect flows into feelings it can be described as one thing emerging into another thing, one thing evolving into another thing. It's no, Now it's left the world of the intellect, now it's become in the world of feelings, but still... Both, they're, they're both things. They're both, they're both um, not infinite light. They're both contracted and defined beings. That's within Atsilus. Within Atsilus, Chachma, Bina, Das, and the Chagas are all emerging from each other. They're, they're, they're one yesh turning into another yesh. However, the creation of the ten spheres of Atsilus coming from the essence of Hashem, that already is something different. That is called, that transition is not called a thing turning into a thing. That's not called yesh yesh. That's called yesh ayin, something from nothing. Why is it called something from nothing? Again, it doesn't mean that it's a separate entity. It's not like the world of Bria where there's a created being. Here the word something from nothing means when we say the world of Atzilus is yesh ayin, what that means is it's only a ray of godliness that's not the essence. It doesn't mean that it's not godly. Atzilus is godly. It's not the essence of godliness. It's a contracted ray of godliness. It's Hashem's chachmas, Hashem's bina. You lost it. 
until either you Nothing go is the essence. So how can and we already said there is no essence. Not, none of this is essence, and then there's these other things. So to say how high a silos is, we already said that the distance between as far as as, as separate as a silos is from Asiya. The distance between Hashem and his essence and Silas is infinitely greater. Right. So why why are we why are we like trying to talk up Silas here? Because we're, we're we're leading to a question. Well I'd see the question. In other words, Atzilus is very different to the world's beneath it because it's, right. al- although, it's although it's only a ray of godliness, it's still godly. Right. 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 In fact, not just analogously, it's more of a yeshmiyayin as it goes down in a way. There's no, there is no yesh in Atzilus. Atzilus is not really a yesh, not a separate entity. You weren't here yesterday, but yesterday we were discussing the Altarebbe's words about the spheres of Atzilus. Altarebbe calls them the secret of faith. Why are they called the secret of faith? Because you can't really understand how it's possible that we're calling these ten spheres godly, they're one with him, and yet they're incomparably insignificant to him at the same time. It's insignificant to him at the same time. It's one with him, and yet it's not him at all. So the Altarabbi gives an example, and the reason why the Kabbalists in general use the word light to describe the various levels of godliness is because just like the light of the sun is one with the sun and unites with the sun, so too the levels of godliness unite with their insuff. However, it's still, although it unites with it and it's one with it, it's still called, it's still not godly. It's still not Hashem's essence. It's godly, but it's not his essence. That's, that's, the, that's the operating words we're using for Atzilus. And th- this is important, because this is leading to our question. Our question is, how is it possible from the godly entities of Atzilus, how can they emerge from there, the finite beings of Bria? That, that's, that's where we're going with this. So although you may think Atzilus is also Yeshmeyayin, that's where we've started, that, that, that's where our subject uh, was yesterday and today. Atzilus is also a Yesh. So it defines what that means. doesn't mean that it's a separate entity. It means it's only a ray of godliness. That's when we, call, when we say it's a, a, a Yesh. It's not a separate entity. The word Yesh, the word something, means it's only a ray of godliness. But again, as Yonatan has said, it's, it's only a ray of godliness. It's not a separate entity. Nothing other than, a, it's nothing other than godly. Chachma Vatzilus is nothing other than God's Chachma. Bina Vatzilus is God's Bina. So, although we're calling Chachma uh, and Bina a total quantum leap from Erin Saf, why is it a quantum leap? Because it's an insignificant ray compared to Erin Saf. Erin Saf is infinite. Is it because it, def- it becomes defined? Like, this is Chachma. In Hashem's essence, you can't say that's, that's Chachma. Everything is, is fused together with them. And that's not even, you can't say fused. In Erin Saf, there's infinite light. Here is there is a finite the, the defined things chachma bina yeah, but they're infinite they're, they're infinitely defined. Well, and that's so much the focus of today. But yes, chachma is infinite chachma bina is infinite bina, but it's filtered infinity. It's 
Yeah. It's only infinite in Chachma. It's not infinite right. Bina. Right. <laughs> chesed is infinite Chesed. It's not infinite Gura. It's, it's still different. So the Chesed of Atzilus is Hashem's infinite kindness, but Hashem's infinite kindness is not as, is not as infinite wisdom. That's something else. Well, one second, Dr. Ressman has a uh, word to say, and he's been he's been biking a lot, so you know he's he's. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, this the idea of the act on a physical point of view. If you look at the entire universe, okay, the amount amount of mass in the entire universe, okay, okay, huge. Now the mass of man, it's a, it's a fraction. Right. It's a splinter. Yeah. Right? So I mean, are you telling me that the planets and the universe have Akma and Vina as well? No. We have. We're right. a splinter. Right. Yeah. That's what they do at the whole everything. Zev is pointing out that Ramam says that the, the Ramam writes that the planets have intelligence. Not, the greater than man's intelligence, less than angel's intelligence. Whatever. And so, uh, but so what, what, what are you going to? What's your point? The point that you're saying about, you know, these are not total iron soup. No, they're a small fraction ah, of the universe. Right. Yeah. Right. And even that yeah. even the series of Atsilus, which we're calling Hashem's intelligence, the way Hashem contracted himself to have intelligence. What do you want to say, Yonatan? The Rebbe just said that the Chachma of Atsilus is qualitatively greater than the other spirits. So if that's so based on that in order for it to be greater, it can only be a diminishment of light. It can't be anything more. Uh, of, that, of, that, of that same ray we're talking about, it can only be... What, what makes what makes Hathma qualitatively greater than everything else in this infinite world? Okay. So that yeah. so doesn't say exactly what it is in this mimer, but in Tanya, the author writes, that Chachma is a place where there is, there's, there's revelation, now Hashem is alone, nothing besides it. So that's why Chachma is considered, so to speak, more of the Ayin than the Yesh, because Chachma is absolute bittel. Chachma is a revelation, now Hashem is alone, nothing besides it. Is it still Svira? It's still Svira. It's called Ayin, because it's, it's uh, Bina compared to Chachma is, is also Yesh Ayin. This makes things a little more confusing. Uh, but, but, but on the other hand, Chachma and Bina are both Part of the world of Atzilus. So Chachma is also called a Yesh. It says Chachma me'ayin te'matzeh. Okay, just in one sentence. Chachma is called both Yesh and Chachma is called Ayin. Why is Chachma called Yesh? Chachma is called Yesh because... Should we use the old, the old parables of Hasidim of old? Should we go into that direction? I, I don't know how, how they, this came up in the discussion exactly, but... Uh, Rabbi Van Parish was a Jew who was very, uh, very devoted to the Friedrich Rebbe and the Rebbe, and um, and other Hasidim thought it was a little bit excessive. Um, like the Friedrich Rebbe once uh, said, said to print a mimer of the Friedrich Rebbe, and on the top I think he wrote like the, which pages to, to, to print. So Rabbi Parish, the Rebbe wrote that. So that's a part of the printing as well. So you put in the Rebbe said to print from page six to page twelve. That also was in was in the uh, was in the mind that he printed. Um, but uh, the Friedrich Rebbe said about Avram Parish, from Avram's mistakes you could learn, from his mistakes you could learn. So uh, his bittel was 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 something unique. So there, there was uh, one of the Hasidim was once scorning him and saying, uh, 
what about Seichel? Chabad Chassidim, what about Seichel? So Ram Parish says you're wrong both from, from a Haskalah perspective, from the intellectual perspective of Chassidus, and from Aveda, and from uh, the way we serve Hashem. So first he went into Aveda, and his Aveda mashal, you're not going to appreciate the mashal, but this is the mashal he gave. The mashal he gave was a guy was walking in the street, and there's a wagon, and out of the wagon the sack of cash falls out. So this guy picks up the, the sack of cash and has to run after the wagon. So, and, and the wagon is, is going, and he's having a hard time catching up to the wagon. People look at him, and someone's like, where's your seichel? Where's your intelligence? <laughs> You're running to give back the money? Hold on to the money. So Ravan Pradesh was saying that if you follow your intelligence, intelligence can tell you lots of things. Seichel isn't the way to go. And the second thing that he said, which is Negea, which is pertinent to our Mimer, he says, Chachma, although Chachma is called Ayin, an absolute bittel, and totally nullified to Hashem, it's the first yesh. Chachma is, is the first yesh. It's the first, it's not Erin Sav. The first real concealment of godliness is Chachma. With all the great virtues of Chachma being the place that Hashem reveals Himself, nothing besides Hashem could see that in Chachma, it's still the first yesh. Chachma, which is wisdom, is still, is still the first yesh. So, it's true that Chachma is called Ayin, but it's still part of the world of Atsilos, and it's still a yesh. Um, it's a yesh in the sense that it's, it's not the infinite light of Hashem anymore. It's a revelation of the infinite light of Hashem, but it's not the infinite light of Hashem. It's only a ray. Um, and therefore, it's called yesh mayayin. On the other hand, Bri is also called a yesh compared to Chachma, because uh, Bia, as we just learned earlier, the Bino is a place where there's, everything's defined and, it's, uh, and limited. Okay, let's go 2,000 feet up in the air for a second. And so now, wh- where have we gone? We've discovered that the world of Atsilus is a yesh, but it's not the same kind of yesh as our world. It's only a ray of godliness. And therefore, we're back to our question. Question is, how can you make, not just physical and spiritual, how can you make the world of Bria, which aren't physical, the limited creations, the world of Bria, how do they emerge from the world of Atsilus? Let's see. When we say that the ten spheres of Atsilus are called something from a non-thing, what that means is that they're only a ray of godliness, not an essence. Why is it important to know that the world of Atsilus is only a ray of godliness? That helps us understand another question. Which is, how is it possible that Hashem is not changed by creation? The reason why Hashem is not cre- changed by creation is because all of creation is only a ray of godliness. Since Satsilus is only a ray of godliness, so it's understood that this has no effect on the essence of Hashem, because all it is is just a ray. Okay, so that, that's why it's important to know that Atsilus is just Yeshma'ain, it's just a ray. That answers a, a very important question in Yiddishkeit. However, we are left with our question in our mind. Despite the fact that we're calling it a ray, it's still a ray of atzmus. It's a godliness, a total godliness, pure godliness. How is it possible that from the world of Atzilus, which is pure godliness, yes, a ray of godliness, but still godliness, how is it possible that from there there's a creation of the of the, of the creatures of Bria Tsiasia, which our which are a yesh and appear to be separate from Gaunas? That's our question. That's the end of his Gimel, and that is the end of the class for today. Shkayach.
Chachma was created in the world of Atsilos, even though it's a ray of Hashem, because since it's a ray of Hashem, it's still a part of Hashem, even though it's now a yesh, but it's just a ray of Hashem, versus the quantum leap from Malchus of Atsilos to Chesed of Bria. That, that gap over there, we're saying, since it's opposite oh. of it's now no longer a, just a ray of Hashem, it's now a complete separate entity, that is blowing our mind, we're like, how is that possible? So, the world of, the creation of the world of Atsilos makes more sense to us than that jump. Is that, is that what we're getting at over here? How, how is that, it possible? That, that's a very interesting point you're saying. How come we're not asking about Atsilos emerging from their own self? It's also that a... Ray, that, this ray that we're talking about that's creating the world of, of Atsilos, that created that, that's okay. That makes sense. That Yeshmei Ayin, parenthetically, that's an understandable Yeshmei Ayin. But the Yeshmei Ayin from Malchus to Chesed of now we're just you know, mind-blowing. Let's discuss that tomorrow. It's a good question. How come we're calling that emergence something which is more understandable versus this one? Uh, that's interesting.